This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada for the past three decades. And we're happy to have with us today a power couple, a dynamic duo of two people who have devoted their lives and their careers towards the Republican Party and conservative beliefs. I'm referring to Dr. John Bruce Long and Marina Woolcock. These two people have formed a partnership both in their personal lives and in their community endeavors. Combined, they have well over 75 years of political, civic, and military experiences, which have been the basis of their longtime relationship. Dr. Long is a World War II veteran, and Marina has a son who is a colonel and serving the United States Army. Marina Woolcock, from the great town of Amherst, New York, leader in the New York State PTA, former director of the Naval Park, and a voice in Amherst politics for over 25 years, past president of the Florida Federation of Republican Women, State Senate staff member for the only woman senator at the time, Mary Lou Rath, and former lobbyist. Dr. John Bruce Long from the great town of Tonawanda, New York, is chairman emeritus of the Republican uh, Party in the town of Tonawanda, serving for 20 years as town chairman and formerly an advisor to four Republican county executives and leader of many local successful political campaigns for over 50 years. Uh, John Shear, who was a former vice chairman of the Erie County Republican Party, as John Long was, used to say that John Long is the best political mechanic in Erie County, New York. But I'd like to talk first about what happened in the last week nationally. Uh, Donald Trump appears to be uh, losing the race. He's still fighting it out, but it's an uphill battle when uh, Biden supposedly has at least 279 electoral votes. Uh, What happened to Donald Trump? I know you both were with him completely for the last uh, four years. What happened to Trump? Well, I think, uh, Brian, that uh, the first thing we've got to think about is uh, when Donald Trump won that election in 2016 with the Electoral College, it was a complete total shock to the the Democratic Party in the entire nation. And uh, they decided at that point in place that they were only going to allow him to be a one-term president. And as a result of that, they organized countrywide one of the best grassroots organizations and ideas any place I've ever seen in the history of politics in this country. And as a result of that, they got out a massive Democratic vote across this country and again it goes back to the grassroots operation which you know that I made a special effort for all of the years I've been involved in in uh, Republican politics their massive effort ended up by the fact is believe it or not 75 million over 75 million people came out on the Democratic line and voted and Trump's line was only 71,000 people a million, I'm sorry, 71 million people. So you can imagine the effort that they must have made in the four-year period to put together a campaign with one thing in mind, to make uh, Donald Trump a one-term president. Marina? 
Well, I would agree with Dr. Long. He and I were at the national, uh, at the inauguration in January of 2017. It was a wonderful event. And the next day, Brian, mm-hmm. 3,000 women showed up with pink hats. And I immediately realized that there was a backlash to this man being elected president. I, I'd never seen anything like that. 50,000 women. And uh, they went forward over the next four years, and women were the base of an organization that I believe was somewhat under the radar screen. And um, they were very effective. And in the end, as we now hear, you know, six days later, um, the surprise was the power and the influence of women in this election. Uh, Kamala Harris was a a big factor for the Democrats, brought out a huge African-American vote. Uh, We saw it uh, here in Western New York. and I, I must tell you, uh, I admire what took place. Uh, I, for one, as a leader down in Florida, as you said, I was president of the state federation there, pounded away at the leaders down there about women and involvement. And it, there was much done in Florida. And I have to tell you, we won several big congressional seats down there with women. And uh, we did... A lot of work, of course, Florida went for uh, Trump, but that was not replicated across the country. And as a result, um, there was a big vote even here in Western Western New York, which resulted in some great victories for the Republicans, but not at the top of the line. Uh, New York did, did some things for the president, but not much. The concentration was all on the Electoral College. And we can talk about that, but it was a massive effort. And the beginning of it was the day after Inauguration Day, going forward for four years. I I tip my hat to the grassroots effort that took place. Let's talk about Erie County, New York. You both have been very active for 40 years in Republican politics. Uh, John Long was a former vice chairman of the Erie County Republican Committee, a right arm of Thomas McKinnon, who was a wonderful uh, chairman, a a great man of courage who had Lou Gehrig's disease, and he physically was not capable of running the Erie County Republican Party, and he relied on John Long and John Shearer to run the party for six years as he was dying of Lou Gehrig's disease. So uh, John Long goes back uh, decades uh, as really a backbone and foundation of the Erie County Republican Party, and Marina Wolkak, uh, John's wife, was uh, uh, instrumental in running the office of the only uh, New York State uh, Senate Republican member, uh, Mary Lou Rath, a, a great woman whose son now is taking her old seat. Let's talk about Erie County. Uh, you had a great chairman there, Nick Langworthy, who is combative, a real fighter, and a very fine man now uh, took his place, Carl Simith. And it's two to one, Democratic. I think you had a couple very uh, good wins in Erie County with a uh, prior three to one, a Democratic overlay in Cheektowaga for state assembly. And um, um, Ed Rath winning a seat that is uh, 50-50 
for state senate as a Republican seat now. Uh, how can you win in Erie County when it's two to one Democratic? Ryan, this is a very excellent question that you're asking us. And uh, the problem in answering that question is very simple, actually, from, from, my, from, my, from my viewpoint. We have got to, in Erie County, realize that, as you just pointed out, we have a two-to-one uh, Democrat affiliation here in this county. And what we have got to do, uh, uh, there's one man who I think has abilities to do this, what I'm going to suggest, and that's Nick Langworthy. I think Nick Langworthy is probably one of the most outstanding Republican chairmen we've ever had in, in Erie County. And what he accomplished in this just recent election was remarkable. But we've got to sit down and realize and ask the question, what is the problem that we have to confront in restructuring, rebuilding the grassroots? You just got to talk about my experience as grassroots. And the problem is we've got to restructure. We've got this huge avalanche of, of Democrats that have, that have come to this county from one area or another, and we've got to deal with that realistically. And the bottom line is, again, as you should point it out, grassroots, grassroots is what it's all about. And until we realize that we've got to go through every 25 town, every uh, one of the 25 towns, and rebuild this organization at the grassroots level and motivate those committee people that are, are committeemen in those towns and those districts. And we're not going to be able to accomplish, but we can do it. There's no question in my mind. And I think under your leadership in Amherst, we've got a good beginning of doing what we have to do. It's just a matter this is this is not a, you don't have to be a genius and have all kinds of educational degrees. It's a people's business, and we've got to get down to the basics Start at the grassroots, town by town, and rebuild this this organization. And we could do that under Nick Langworthy's leadership. Very good, Marina. Uh, yeah. What? How do you think we can do well? I know you did great with Ed Rath. You and your husband were very instrumental parts of his campaign uh, to to win that seat. When uh, uh, again, uh, this is a two to one uh, Democratic state. What about Erie County? How can we get it back into Republican hands? Well, I would tell you something that we've all lived by in politics. Every day is election day. And when I say that, I mean when we do things um, in the community, in civic kind of activities, um, we're, we're still flying the flag as of the Republican Party, showing up, participating, and and. And showing that we're, we're good people and we have good reasons for supporting the candidates we support. And that, to me, is the way we begin uh, here in Erie County. But then beyond that, and John alluded to it, is training our grassroots uh, committeemen. Uh, they're the first person that our neighbors meet, the Republican committee person. And uh, I have to tell you, my observation is this time uh, the Democrats did it from the ground up. We saw lots of Biden signs. We had very few Trump signs out um, in Erie County. And a long time ago, you know, the political experts told us signs don't vote. Well, Brian, they do vote. Mm -hmm. They make a statement. Uh, they say, I'm supporting this candidate. And um, 
they do vote. And I, I have to, again, stress that what uh, the Trump campaign did four years ago was pepper the country with signs, not so much this year. Um, so I think, I think going back to the grassroots, um, going back to what happened in Amherst, where we launched an armada of Republican uh, committeemen and volunteers, and I want to stress that, you know, this doesn't have to be paid people mm-hmm. that can't uh, can't say the name Chittawaga or Tonawanda. These have to be hometown people who care about our community. Brian, let me follow up with what Lynn... Yes, Dr. Long. Okay? Mm-hmm. During the 20 years of my chairmanship in the town of Tonawanda, every day was election day for me. I worked it every day around the clock. If people think that, if the organization people, the party people, if they think that the only time that you, you have a campaign is at campaign time, that's not true. I really tell you that the reason of my success after 20 years, every town office was still held by a Republican in the town of Tawana. It was simply that every day was an election day for me. I worked at it. I worked with my committee members, I motivated them, and when we were ready to do a campaign and endorse candidates, we were ready to do that. And there was no catch-up sort of thing, and we, we had a great organization ready to go. For those who have just tuned in to the Rusk Report, we're uh, speaking to two dynamic leaders of the Republican Party in New York State, Dr. John Long, a former vice chairman of the Erie County Republican Party, and Marina Wolcock, who worked for New York State Senator Mary Lou Rath um, for a great period of time. Uh, two great leaders. Marina also had a statewide position as the uh, former president of the Florida Federation of Republican Women. So these are uh, great leaders of the Republican Party in upstate New York. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, Washington, D.C., or Montreal, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far as Scandinavia, New Zealand. We'd like to hear from you listening to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power, and we always read letters from our Canadian and European listeners. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guest with the mental health program with Jack Ostafaro of the Friendship Foundation that helps the Restoration Society, Mike Bellani, entrepreneur and advertising executive, and Lucia Cannon, who was in charge of the Polish uh, uh, movement for Trump nationally. A little bit more information about our guests, John Long and Marina Wolcock. Together they have often provided information, direction, solid government, and political training and education to local political groups, veteran organizations, and civic groups. They were extremely helpful Uh, for the last five months running a Politics 101 course for the Town of Amherst Republican Committee giving grassroots guidance, which was very effective. There's still a cliffhanger out there for the assembly seat to beat an incumbent with Robin Wolfgang. But, of course, Ed Rath's uh, race was uh, very effective, 60% to 40% over Jackie Berger. And in Amherst, uh, Chris Jacobs uh, won uh, very well. I'd like to talk about your love of country. Both of you 
are involved with the military. Uh, John Long at the Amherst Republican Committee had women in tears talking about what he did when he was 19 years old going to fight in World War II. And Marina Wilcox's son is a colonel in the United States Army. Why do you love this country? Why do you believe in the U.S. military? John Long and Marina Wilcox. Ryan, you've heard this story before, and I'll make it as fast as I can. There was an 18-year-old kid, came home from 1944, came home from school, and his mother handed him a little card. It was his draft notice. 30 days, he was down to Camp Wheeler, Georgia, learning to become an infantryman in an intensive campaign to, for preparation to invade Japan. Well, of course, we know that uh, our commanders in chief decided to drop the atom bombs. That was the end of the war. And I ended up in the Army of Occupation all through Germany until uh, the, the time of my uh, leaving from uh, my military service. So what I'm trying to say to you is that guy, that 18-year-old kid was John Long, but during that time, I developed an intense and deep love of America and what it was all about. More importantly, the vote that we have, the secret ballot that we have today as a result of our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. So that left a great imprint on my mind, and I spent the rest of my life, because I felt for some reason my life was spared, and I spent the rest of my life uh, doing public service. Leave no vote behind. That is such an important phrase. That vote is so important, and it's, it surprises me today how, how people take that for granted, what that vote is all about. So my point is that we're in a great country. We're, we're the most wonderful country in the entire world, and everybody respects this country. So we've got to continue doing what we need to do to maintain the type of government we have here, the, demo the democracy that we have. Marina Wilcock? Well, today, this week, of course, is Veterans Day, later in this week. And, you know, in our everyday life, Brian, we meet heroes every day. Uh, the postman, uh, the guy who's dropping something off, the nurse, uh, many of them have served in the military. We just don't know it, all right? I'm one of the, you know, 500 thousand plus people who have a son who's currently serving in the military. My dear friend Holly Baker's son was killed in Afghanistan. She's a gold star mother. Mm -hmm. So we remember those people every day. And uh, um, I'm very honored to have my son serve. Uh, one of the things I knew that President Trump said he would do and he did do, he would keep us out of war and he'd bring our soldiers home. That was important to me because, God forbid, we ever have to go to war with Iran or some other enemy. Um, you know, I know who's going to be there personally, okay? Mm -hmm. So over my last 24 years of my son's service, I have had many friends mailing things to him, to his friends. We once mailed golf balls to Iraq so they could and a pitching wedges so they could practice their pitching shots in the sand in Iraq. And, you know, we tried to laugh about it, but it was very serious um, business. And I got a call from him one day while John and I were playing golf, and he called and said, Mom, I'm safe. I'm out of Iraq. You, you have to understand what that means. And uh, so remember the veterans this week and thank them 
for their service. Very good. Very well said. Two people who love their country. I'm um, mm-hmm. talking about uh, Dr. John Bruce Long and Marina Wolcock, the dynamic duo now in Tonawanda. They've been powers in the Republican Party in New York State for decades. If you're listening in West Seneca, New York, Toronto, or Manhattan, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, care of the Rusk Report, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Uh, We're hearing about their combined experiences with John Long and Marina Wilcock and their knowledge of grassroots politics and what we are experiencing today. We're talking about leave no vote behind. That's our topic as we watch the high stakes politics of today. They're providing an important perspective on the power of the vote. Well, let's switch back now to New York State. I know you're very close to Nick Langworthy the state Republican chairman who hails from Amherst, New York, and it's a two-to-one state. There's a governor who's put uh, very uh, tough and repressive lockdown measures in New York State and lost three or four assembly seats and three or four Senate seats and a couple congressional seats. Two Republicans is a New York state for the Republican Party on the comeback trail now, John Long and Marina Wilcock. I, you know, Brian, what can we do now is the question, and what we should continue to do, I believe, is be involved, and be involved by paying attention to New York. You mentioned that we won four, probably four, state Senate seats. That's the margin of victory. That is a huge victory, huge victory for Republicans because we kept our finger in the dike and the Democrats now cannot just go ahead and pass anything they want on many measures that will come before the state Senate. So our job now is to be informed about what's taking place at the state level and begin to grow the grassroots of people understanding why their vote is important. So we, we will leave no votes behind but we will help our community be more educated about why they should vote the Republican line. And we had a good example of it this time. Four Senate votes, more than likely, will be the margin of victory. It's a huge victory for uh, Nick Langworthy, for our community. We have a new state senator, um, Ed Rath, a legacy of family service. And so I couldn't be prouder of what took place in Amherst, in Genesee County, in part of Monroe. Um, we should really be very proud of it. By the way, Clarence and Newstead were a part of that also in the Senate seat. Very big deal, really. Very that good. Dr. Long, why don't you tell us about your perspective, how Nick Langworthy can bring back New York State to Republicans? I believe Nick Langworthy uh, very well understands uh, the idea that every day is an election day. This man lives this activity around the clock, and there's no question about it. And I believe that by reaching out into all of the towns and villages throughout the state and doing what he knows best to do, build the grassroots operation, get the Republican people involved, uh, 24 and 724. There's no question about it. We can turn this state around under Nick Langworthy's leadership, Brian. 
Very good. Now, you were uh, two of the only non-family members for the swearing-in of Chris Jacobs for Congress. We have a few minutes left. Let's talk about your belief in this young man who just won, I believe, 64 to 34 percent for Congress, a landslide, a mandate. Uh, what do you think about Chris Jacobs? You know, Brian, he's the right man for the that job right now. He's a wonderful young man. He's gone through starting with a school board election, and now he's a member of Congress. Um, he's our voice, and he will speak loudly and clearly for the people of the 27th District. And, uh, Brian, I've known Chris Jacobs uh, ever since the time that he was the county clerk. Uh, I was his uh, advisor on Veterans Affairs. I stayed on with him when he went from county clerk to the New York State Senate. I still remain on. He asked me to stay with him as an advisor on Veterans Affairs, and I've done the same thing for him in his run for Congress. I've done robocalls for him. Chris Jacobs is one of the most level-headed, one of the most down-to-earth, sincere uh, people we've ever had in uh, running for Congress and now as a member of Congress. I feel very confident that he will represent his district the way he should, in a, in a, in a level-headed manner, and I, I, I know very well that he comes from a family. The legacy of that Jacobs family is outstanding in this community. They've done so much to make this a great community. So I have more confidence in, in Chris Jacobs than you can imagine. I, I, he's the right man at the right time and the right place. I know that he's going to be able to accomplish an awful lot, not only for his congressional district, but for what's right for this country. Very good. Uh, we have about 30 seconds left. Marina Wolcock often has given out brochures on why she is proud to be a Republican. Just in, a, in 30 seconds, tell us why are you proud to be a Republican? I think the Republican Party stands for people, and it stands for involvement, and it stands for community service. Um, we're going to watch what takes place on the Democratic side, and we're going to speak up when we think they're not, they're not adhering to the policies of um, supporting the American values. And I think that's what we're all talking about right here, whether you're a member of a PTA or, um, you know, uh, serving in Congress. Um, you have an opportunity to make a difference, and the difference is your voice. So <clears throat> the Republican Party will be that voice to speak up and to um, – not just go away because we lost. Okay, I'm sorry. We have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've learned so much from two um, uh, people who have led the Republican Party for three decades in Western New York. Marina Wolcock, who is the former uh, uh, president of the Florida Federation of Republican Women, and uh, Dr. John Long, who was a top advisor to four Republican Erie County executives. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the last 15 years. Thank you for enlightening us, Marina Wolcock and Dr. John Long. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226.